Welcome to the Father and Son Podcast, where my father and I talk about anything that's been on our minds lately. In this week's episode, we will be discussing what type of job I want to have in the future. Enjoy. Do you think you're gonna have a normal job or or do you want a normal job or do you want that kind of Tim Ferriss try to figure it out start a business go to Argentina go to London then become an author like, let me ask the question a different way do you want a normal job or do you want a non-standard job I want a non-standard job I don't think as of right now I don't think I'd be able to do a normal job maybe for a couple of months but then I feel it would just weigh on me and I'd feel like I was just wasting my life in an office. Why? Why? Do, why? So people in the office with a normal job, you feel like are wasting their life? I said me. I don't. I don't know how they feel. I just feel that. And I know, like in America, there's like 57 million people who work for themselves. So of course, like obviously, not everybody feels like that. But I think me and the other 57 pe- and million people and you, we. I just can't. Like I can't think about spending how many years 15 15 20 how, how many years is in like a normal career jo- job span yeah like a uh, normal retire. career uh, it's normal career it's from i get i guess 21 to 62 so 41 years at least i can't imagine spending 41 years even if i was making a million dollars if you're if you're making a million dollars you're working that hard to make a million dollars so there's literally no window to spend it until after you've retired Right. So like, what's the point? My point is, what's the point of spending so much time making money? And because, of course, you're making the money so you can enjoy it. Right. That's the ultimate reason we're making money. What's the point of making so much money if you can't do anything with it other than go home and go straight back to work and on the weekends, maybe play golf? And you think you think entrepreneurs have a lot of time to spend their many, many millions? Absolutely not. I don't think I think they have in the beginning. They have much less time than somebody who that's the difference. An entrepreneur, he's he's taking on a lot more risk than someone who just sits at home. That's why he, he makes it not at home, goes, no, to, goes to work. Yeah, that's why he makes more money in the end term. Not all of them, but the ones that do that's why because they take on all that risk. In the beginning, they take they get rid of the job, the pension, the four or something k. They get rid of all of that, and they start they set something up for themselves, and they have to put a ton of work in it, right? And there's a ton of risk because if it fails, you lose years of like years of your life, and you have no income. But if it does work, then you've created your you've created a pillow for yourself that is not a pillow, yeah, a pillow that's constantly generating you money and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you can do whatever you want with it. And think about people like with a thousand employees. Once you have a thousand employees, you don't need to be taking care of it directly. Of course, you still need to be there, but you you at that point you'll have people who are handling it, and you can do whatever you want with your life. You can go, you you can drive cars across the desert and build them. Like you really can. You like the world is your oyster when you have that much money and now that's much time. So you you're actually talking about my friend at the end. Yeah. Right. Who built a company now he has 10,000 employees and he's he's at a place now where he can do other things like start he started a new car company to build overlanding cars that can take you anywhere because that's his hobby right and do you so you 
think that's the pattern you want to follow in your life where yeah because i i've known him most of his adult life you're talking about faisal mm-hmm. ceo of synecron he he was a developer like me and he we worked right next to each other and in about 2000 he started a company and 20 years later he has 10,000 employees and he can he has time and he has wealth and he has all of those things but in those 20 years you he's he once described his life as a a uh, treadmill that gets faster every year and so fast he can't even jump off mm-hmm. that's how busy he was so and what changed now that he, now he can do all this like exactly as you said that although i don't understand the pillow thing but he, he created something that now still needs him still needs his direction but doesn't he's not fighting fires he's he has teams around him he, he's just setting direction and maybe making this big decisions and things like that and so you prefer that trajectory that lifestyle over what a normal what you call a normal job and, and how do you define a normal job a normal job is any any job that you have a set schedule even if it's not set flexible schedules whatever you call it but you still have to report to someone that's not yourself okay so it's not that you want a normal job or a not normal job you don't want to have a boss yeah i want to be my own boss i want to make my own decisions i want to know that what i'm doing is for the benefit of my company and it's going to make me money in the long run and not some the ceo of the company or the founder of the company it's going to make me because like i i know my cousin he's in he's in sales right he no matter if he makes uh, if he makes a billion dollars for the company or 200 million sure he'll get a bigger bonus but he doesn't really see a cut of that right but if you are making if you were doing it for yourself and then it's different you're doing it for you so it justifies it a little bit more to me i still wouldn't spend as much time working I'd want, I know, I don't want to, but I still I feel it'd be more justified because I'd be doing it for me and not for other people, even though they're paying my salary and they're giving me basic stability. And so you'd prefer to start your own company, everything you described before, have all and take on all of that risk, the risk of it being successful, the risk of being unsuccessful. The, you know, the the stress of scaling it, getting, financing it, having employees that you have to now pay, and all of those things over having a job that could pay you really well. You said a million dollars a year. And instead of working 80 hours in an entrepreneur, you're now working, let's say, 50 hours. Mm-hmm. And you're able to come home at 7 o'clock at night, see your family on the weekends. You'd prefer the former over that. Yeah, I would. So you said in the beginning that 57 million people cho- are choosing to be the their own boss yeah. be, so you're 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 separating being your own boss from not everyone who's not being their own boss yeah right the majority of my career i had a boss i worked for companies i worked in cubicles and in offices and things like that i wore ties and do you think that time is wasted time? No, because it set you it set you up for what you are now. It, it helped you create your own company, gave you the the it gave you the knowledge you needed, and so it's not in, in the long shot. It wasn't this. It wasn't a waste. 
But if that had been, if you, don't you think if that had been your whole life up until you were 60 or 50, don't you think that would have been, like, different? Like, because you used not spend a lot of time with us versus when you were working for whatever company you're working for. So don't you think that, that it gave, yeah, it gave you the knowledge, but that doesn't mean if you had stayed there, it, it would have been, like, a useful, like a, use, like, a good use of your time. Okay, but this is interesting because you said, but now I spend a lot more time with you. And that's because I didn't, I chose not to build a company. I am not a, I am not like Faisal. He, he built a company that has many employees. My company is me mm-hmm. with some help around the sides for things that I, I don't like building, for example. But ultimately, I am the company. So I'm not an entrepreneur. To be to, to be fair, I'm, I'm a freelancer that found a niche that I do well based on stuff I learned when I had a normal, quote-unquote, normal job. But if I had chosen to build a consultancy, let's say I did, Zone 2 Consulting, which is my company, let's say I decided every year I want to grow. I want to grow and grow and grow until, until I have 50, 100, 1,000, 10,000 employees. You think I'd be able to see you no, I don't. And so that's it. So it's interesting. Do you want to build a company? Do you want to be an entrepreneur? Or do, what is it that you think you want? Ulti- I think ultimately I want to be, I want to make enough money, whether it be a 300 or however much money I need. I want to make enough money where I don't have to worry about money, but I also don't have to worry I don't have to worry to I I want enough money but I also want to spend be able to have as much time as I need like I'll be I, I know this you have to put time aside for working because you have to work because that you're not gonna be able to make money I'm not saying don't work but I want to make I don't want to make billions of dollars I want to make enough money that I can do I can do what I want if I want to buy this car sure I can buy it I'm not saying I'm gonna buy a boat like huge boats but I just want enough money to be comfortable but not so how do you define comfortable? I don't know. A nice apartment. Not a, a nice apartment with a mid-range car, maybe a Tesla. Okay, and so, so far you want a Tesla? Which one? That's a bit... The Y, the Model Y. Okay, Model Y. Mm-hmm. Okay. And? You're going you're gonna to buy the $8,000 self-driving option? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... I, I don't... And the like, basically, I don't want to be spending most of my life away from my potential family. I don't just to make money, because to be honest, if I do that, the only people that are going to be using that money is them after I die, because I just have accumulated and I won't have used it. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be with my family, able to spend whatever money I mean. Because I've seen people who go to work; they have you can't like. We, we can go on spontaneous trips. Like, if we want to go to Spain tomorrow, we can go to Spain tomorrow. I mean, we can't because there's corona. But if, we, if there wasn't corona, yeah, we could. But if you had a normal job and you had the constraints of a normal job, you probably could You probably could go to Spain once or twice a year if you wanted to do that. But for us, it's different. We can go whenever we want because you don't have that. You, you have flexibility. You can do whatever you want. You create your own schedule. You're your own boss. That's what I want to do. So you, you want to be your own boss and have the freedom to do what you want when you want. Yeah. And enough money to buy a Tesla Model Y with autonomous driving. Basically, yeah. Do you, in terms of things you want to buy, 
or what you think successful is, would you be okay living in a normal apartment, a comfortable apartment, when your friends are living in big homes and have big, nice, nicer cars, and you know they they can get the Model X instead <laughs> of the Model Y? Yeah, I'd be I'd be completely fine with that, because I think it doesn't matter for me. Like right now, like I don't think I'd care if my friends lived in a huge mansion and I lived in an apartment because I know I'd be comfortable in my own apartment with my own space. I don't need that much space to do to be happy. I know I'd be happier in a smaller space than I'd be in a bigger space. Because if I if it's like I always think about this. Like if you live in if you if you ever want to go somewhere and you have a super nice car like Lamborghini, you're always gonna be worrying about the Lamborghini and not about where you're going right it's always going to be on your mind it's always going to be plaguing your thoughts like is it okay like i'll have to keep checking your phones to see if it's still there and that's that's not how i want to live my life and use use that as a house if you have a huge house and it's just sitting there you're always going to be worried about it. you're always going to be worried about somebody breaking in is everything okay in the house everything needs to be perfect but you have the smaller space that you're comfortable in then you don't you don't have to, it's not about making other people happy because then they'll try to take your happiness. It's about making you happy because then that's then they won't care. If you if you buy something to make somebody else happy, then that's probably gonna get taken away because it's not probably, but that has a has a greater likelihood of being taken away because they want that happiness. It's not your happiness; it's their happiness, and that's what I don't want. I think I'd be more. I I think I'd be happier in a smaller apartment with whatever car that this takes me anywhere like it's not like a crappy car as long as it can take you autonomously yeah and not a crappy car but like whatever and the... so you don't want to live badly you want to live well yeah i'm not saying i want to yeah. live frugally like i'm not going to live like a spartan but at the same time i'm not going to live like an emperor yeah okay so you don't need to build an empire to build a financier yeah. i don't need i don't need to put all my time into work because in the if you put all your time to building a company a huge company what's the end like do you ever stop and think what's the end goal like is there like a when you start it's like i'm gonna build it's gonna have ten thousand employees and that's it like is or is it just it's gonna grow into an obsession right you know like keep growing and keep growing as much as you can go and then like this it's all gonna be gone like you'll be too old to enjoy anything because you have been working so hard to make it as big as it can be that you can't do anything with it now that's not what I want. I want to be able to sustain myself, but I, other than that, it's okay. Like I don't need more than that. So, do you think I should? So you, you know where I am. You know where, where my quote unquote company is. The size of it. How much I work. How much I spend time with you. How much I travel. Do you think I should grow it anymore? No, I don't. Why? So well, I, should, I should just stay at this rate? Unless you're gonna have four more kids, then no, I think <laughs> I don't wanna have four more kids. Then I think you're fine. Like I don't know what you want, but right now I think we're unless we're gonna move back to America and buy a house in America, then yes, you need to start working. No, I was just asking you. Do you think I should work? Should I work more? No, I don't. I think you're. I think you're okay the way it is. Like, I think we you make enough money like, I know how much you make right now I, I think you make enough money that yeah, if you wanted to you, we could live somewhere nicer sure but we don't want to because this is perfect for us and it makes us happy and you have you, you're comfortable in your mind knowing that if you want to buy something better you can but you don't want to you just you, you have you know what you can buy you know what you can get you, you know your limits but you're happy in the middle 
and but you have enough money to go to those upper limits right you're not living at the edge you're not living like, like, this, that's the problem people live on the edge like in america people live on the edge and that's what corona's done it's pushed them off the edge they live so close to the edge it's so dangerous like when i mean edge i mean like financially like you can barely keep up with it and that's what happened with corona right now a lot of people can't afford what they have they can't afford to pay off their mortgage because they've been putting so much money into their possessions that they can't pay for those possessions now and so i think that's why we're happy where we are and so do you think that you will carry on because one, one thing i think about a lot is i know a lot of my friends at this like at this point in their life when you and your brothers and sisters go to their homes they're much obviously much bigger much fancier you have family members with indoor pools and you have family members with multi-car garages you've never lived in a place with a garage in your life yeah like i remember the first time you saw a garage you couldn't believe it like that the cars go inside of a house yeah. you know and and one one thing i used to always think about is uh, are you going to almost go the upper opposite direction and say you know what i i i want to live that life you know and i and so do you, but it doesn't i mean listening to you now it doesn't seem like you're you you covet that life you you know the cost of that life and and i'm impressed in a lot of what you say because i I do value freedom and I value not being stressed over finances. I, I don't want a big mortgage and I don't want car payments. And I don't want all of all of the monthly expenses that take to run a life like that. Um, it will just detract from my happiness, my personal happiness. Although I think it's completely fine. I think this is also me talking i don't have a job it's not like i'm making money right now and i can talk i don't know what i'm gonna be like in five years when i actually have the opportunity to get a job i might get i might go fully like in the opposite direction like i might work for 20 years and decide wait say, what am i doing it'll just go like this i have i have no idea what i'm gonna do this is just me thinking right now what i think i want to do but it's good it's good that you know the story or at least i know or we both know the story in your head and of course it can change you you can let's say go to college and then do your masters get your mba uh, and then all of a sudden all of your friends are going to work for mckinsey or bain or you decide to become a lawyer and you just or become a doctor or something the, the tide takes you and before you know it you'll even forget this entire story and there's a whole new story given to you you have a your hand in a new script yeah and you start living out that script uh and and so you're absolutely right this can change and what is it that you think changes the script or changes the story circumstance like right now i'm a 16 year old kid living on his parents money thinking oh if i had this this is what i would do but when i'm actually have to fend, like make my own money and i'm making a certain amount of money i'm not get i'm not i'm not going to be thinking the same i'm not going to be thinking oh you know what i just have the freedom to go create my own thing and create my own niche and make this much amount of money and be and live like this because I won't like I don't control that it's just about what the circumstances are like if I'm living somewhere where that's not gonna work then I can't I can't do that like I have to like that all happens I guess on the fly so you have a whether you know or not a, a value system so you value if I just extract some of the things you said 
you value freedom you value time with your family that we don't that doesn't exist yet uh, and those are the sort of you value spending your money while you're still young so those are three things and I'm sure I've missed something but those are three things that you value and then you're gonna get on a roller coaster you're about to get on a roller coaster or some called a rat race you know you're a month away from starting college how do you make sure you don't lose sight of those values I don't know because I don't know what I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know I don't know how high the roller coaster is gonna low, go or how low it's gonna go I don't like I, I'm gonna I have to keep grounding myself because I get carried away very easily like if somebody says let's play football I automatically think about winning the Super Bowl <laughs> like like I'm not like I get carried away very easily so I have to continuously ground myself. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna have to do. And how do you ground continuously ground yourself? By understanding that some things, like while the supercar and the fancy house may, it, it does look nice, but it's gonna come with a whole lot of stress that I don't need, and I have to realize that because it's not ev- not everything is golden. Like if you look at someone, they look perfect. Like I don't like my personal opinion. Like God didn't make everybody perfect, right? Every, even if somebody seems to be super perfect, there's nothing wrong with them. Like if you think about it, that's just not fair. If if I have all these problems and that person's perfect, that's not fair. If this life is a test and God has created perfect people and He created you, like it's not like fair, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you have to look at everything like that, you have to understand that everything comes with its flaws and its negatives. Like not everything is so golden as it seems. Like 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 an apple's only shiny because it's covered in wax yeah. like not everything is perfect no I, I understand that but just going back to your point about you somebody throws you a football and I've seen it a million times if you if you throw a spiral all of a sudden like you said you imagine yourself in a Super Bowl if you if you kick a soccer ball all of a sudden you imagine yourself you know in the finals of the World Cup yeah and so i guess how, how does that reconcile you know or or you, you know some of my clients and what they have and that stuff you know from the yachts to yeah and that stuff really really impresses you yeah it does like, i yeah. want a yacht I exactly wanna, i want to go sailing uh, around the world there you go so you want a yacht and so you're saying here one thing around you know, I, I want a. I want to work for myself. I, I want freedom. I, you know, I, I want the Tesla Model Y. But then there is the once you see the flashy lights and you want to, you know, super. You want to be a Super Bowl quarterback, or you want, you know, a, a yacht that can travel around the world. And and I remember once when you were really young, and I was going for a run, and you were next to me on a bicycle, and. I told, asked you, and you were re- really young, uh, maybe uh, eight or nine, maybe, and you were on a bike, and I told you, what are you thinking about? And you said, I'm thinking about the color of the stewardess's outfit on my on my plane, my airline. So yeah, you, I remember you, that. You're defi- you're thinking about what what the stu- what color the stewards and the stewardess are gonna wear on your on your airline. And so, how do you how do you reconcile both things? Because I think what I want and what makes me happy are two very different things. And I have to remember that. Because if I want a boat, I'm not thinking about... Like, I remember my uncle once told me, 
boat owners say that the two best days of their lives are when they buy the boat and the day they sell it, not not when they're on it. So I have I I'm, I have to constantly remember that it's not gonna make me happy. This stuff is not gonna bring me happiness. All it's gonna do is bring me stress and like a like a, like having a ton of Legos. Like when you have a ton of Legos and your brothers live with you, like you're not thinking about all oh, these happy these Legos make me so happy. You're always thinking about are they gonna get broken? Like when you're out, like what's gonna happen to my Legos? And so it's like that. Life life is like Legos. Life is like I'm constantly getting broken. Do you think having a lot of money is a good thing or a bad thing? I think there's no problem. Like the prophet's companions that were like millionaires like in t- even in today's terms some were billionaires like they had tons and tons of money it's what you do with the money is what is what matters like if you if i have a billion dollars if and if i buy if i spend it all on stuff i'm not gonna be happy i'm just gonna be like whatever but if i have a billion dollars and i do whatever that i do that makes me happy whether it's giving it away or just saving it i know i'll be a lot happier than the guy with the ferrari and the lamborghini because those guys are never happy. Like, I know people, like, you always tell me about people like them. They never seem happy. Like, with them, like, the more they have, the less happy they are. But I also know people who are incredibly wealthy. And this is the minority who are very happy. And what's different about them? Is it their mindset or is it? I think what's different about them is that. It's interesting. It's a good question. It's, um. I know there's some patterns the people who who have a lot of money and who seem happy or fulfilled is that they use a lot of that money goes to helping people helping others and then not in a fake way they're not showing it off on Instagram yeah yeah, it's actually in a very real way Um, and, and I've told you some of those stories of those people who spend a lot of their time and power and wealth and helping unfortunate, you know, people who are in unfortunate situations, um, and even the toys they have, and they have toys. It doesn't seem they hold it in their hands, not in their yeah, hearts. Yeah, exactly. To use that cliche, yeah, it, it doesn't seem something that they, the, yeah, they're just having a good time with it. They're having it's like one of my bikes. I, I love riding my bikes, but it's not. I sit there and, and covet that bike. Or, yeah. Um, and. That's that's sort of yeah that's the pattern. But the the major thing is that they use the wealth for helping others. Uh, I I guess the biggest example of that is someone like Bill Gates. Although people saying he people saying he's about to turn the whole world into computers or zombies <laughs> or something. So okay, so it, it seems you have a value system. You have. I have an untested value system. I have a value system. I have like the perfect. Li- I have I have the perfect ship that hasn't been through a storm yet. That you you have you. It's like I've created. It's like an an architect who's created the perfect ship. Like this is just like the perfect. Like this will be like the most beautiful. Like the Titanic. Yeah. They created the Titanic. It's never gonna sink. And his first flight and his first sail. Um, what, what what's the adjective you use to describe? Maiden voyage and it's, yeah, it's maiden voyage. It's it sank. Like you can, you never know what's gonna get thrown at course, you. Of course, of course. But the old adage is ships. The, the you know the ships. The safest place for the ship is the harbor. Harbor, but that's not why they were created. Uh, but that's actually a good segue into where we can go next. 
What where is it that you want to take the what what is the maiden voyage of your ship? Like what what my first goal is? Like so you, what do I So think? you're going to college next. I don't think college is going to be my maiden voyage. I think that's going to be preparing me for my maiden voyage. I think my first my first like full voyage is going to be when I have to make my first dollars for myself. Like not so I can buy my computer so that I can like live. I can do what I want. I think that's gonna be when I first, like, cause that's what that's what really like that's, that's what makes or breaks people, right? Like, work, like work. If the stress of work, if I'm. So if, what, what are okay in your in your mind? What are your options to work? What I'd want to do. Yeah, realistically. So you're you're about to start college, and then what are your, what do you think your options are to work to earn money to buy things more than a computer? I think. I don't think it. I don't think it would be something like teaching or something like that. I think it would be, like something maybe something along the lines you do, consulting, advising, or running my own thing. If I say I'm out of college and I've discovered something like a, like a niche that I I think can make me money, I'd, that'd probably that'd be my, that'd be what I want to do. I'd want to do what you do, consulting, not consulting in in. In, in the same field but something along those lines so what if you know your your cousin comes and tells you you know you're really well spoken I'm gonna get you a job at you know Salesforce or Slack and uh, you're starting salaries $200,000 a year I would say yes I'm not gonna say no to that so you would say yes I would so, say you, yes. so to go back to the first thing we opened this you're okay with a normal job because that, that is a normal job right I mean, in the beginning, if someone offers me straight out of college a job with two hundred thousand dollars, and yes, but I I wouldn't stay in it. Maybe How, at really? most, at most, I'd say five years. Like then I think then. So I'd, we've established that you would take a quote unquote normal job. Yeah, I'm not disdaining a normal job. I'm just saying that in the long run, that's not what I want. I'm. I just think that I in it'd be for, a temporary measure for me. It'd be a temporary measure because if you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year for five years. That's a million bucks plus take away the let's say let's say it's seven hundred thousand dollars in the long run. In five years. Yeah. In five years, you're making that much money. If you if you have this super strict moral like morale system, you're gonna say no to that. And that 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 seven hundred thousand seven hundred thousand dollars can set you up to achieve your goals, right? So if you say no to that, then you're kind of, maybe you're being short sighted. And why why wouldn't you just why 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 even go to college? Why don't you just start trying to build the business that will give you the life that you want because i've seen like bill like people always tell me like bill gates dropped out of college he didn't go to college but bill gates dropped out of harvard because he didn't need harvard he dropped out of harvard because he knew exactly what he was going to do he had a plan and harvard was getting in the way when college is getting in the way of you of you doing something that's when you that's when i think you drop out but if you have no plan it's like people it's like people who i've watched on tv who who their only goal is to get to the nfl and anything else like they have no plan B none of them are going to get to the NFL like all of those guys I've always watched on TV was like, I have no other goal none of them have gotten to the NFL so what, where does that leave them if you only have one goal and that's to start a company I'm not going to go to college for that I'm not going to do this you're not going to do it like you're not going to be able to do it unless you're not going to college because you already know what you're going to do but if you're not if you don't know what you're going to do you should just go you get the tools you can learn what you can and then if something comes up that you think you can learn from and you think you can make money from why not do it 
why why just so, leave I, I, why go to college again because if you have no other option so, so to you, give you a plan b or yeah, c if you have if you have no idea what you're going to do with your life you're just gonna say i don't want to go to college you're like what are you going to do from there you're going to go just wandering the world looking and so what what is college for you college is a, it's just a junction for me to pick up the tools i need what tools anything if i depending on from right now i'm thinking i'm gonna do political science i'm gonna pick up the knowledge i need to go into the field of political science or i'm gonna do business and i'll get whatever i need the the knowledge and then i can be able to put that knowledge to, to good use but right now if i go to a big company and say let me work for you why would they let me work so for, for them? you college is a stepping stone to get a job yeah college the college is a stepping stone to get a great job for that those five years and then you can set yourself up with something like you what you did so your plan is to go to college so you can get a, to get i guess not the knowledge really doesn't matter as much as the credentials to get a job yeah and so if you can get a normal quote-unquote normal salesforce job now without a degree would you skip college it depends on if what I was doing at Salesforce. Or well, you get a job for the hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars now. Would you skip college? I don't know because while that money looks good right now, I don't know what the long term ramifications are going to be. Let's just say you continue getting jobs. You continue getting jobs with no. There's then no yes, I would skip college because that 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 experience I'm getting if I'm continuing to get jobs would be more invaluable in college. So college for you is not about knowledge. I guess if you put it like that, then I guess no. Not. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just trying to understand how you view college. College is ju- is for you a stepping stone to get a job. It's for me to a stepping stone to start my career, start my career, and get to the point where you are right now, which I want to be at. But my goal is to do that earlier. I don't want to do that when I'm. How old are you when you started Zone Two? How old were you when Zone Two Consulting started to pay like the bills? I paid the bills immediately. How old were you then? Um, 35. I want to do it at 30. Maybe 25. Like, I don't want to spend... I don't want to spend 15 years. You finished college when you were 25 or 20? That's, that's a big subject for another podcast. All right, let's say you finished college when you were 20. Those 15 years you're going to spend in 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 the industry like that doesn't seem that doesn't appeal to me i don't want to spend those 15 years i want to i want to do i want to do what we previously discussed i want to do it quicker and i think college can help with that because if that can set me up with the experience because college can get me into a job that i can get experience from and because what happens with you right you don't not nothing you really learned in college helps you has helped you to this point right um I'm not saying like you're telling everybody yeah. that you don't need college, but like in reality, college didn't do that much for you. Did college do not do much for me? It's hard to answer because I met a lot of people. Like, all right, did college get you your job, your first job no, at Bank of America? No, college had nothing to do with that. It was Merrill Lynch. It was in Bank of America. Merrill Lynch. So college didn't get you your first job at Merrill Lynch, right? No, not at all. Had nothing to do with it. All right, and actually, Maryland- actually, hold on. <laughs> Let me take a step back. In a way, yes. I never even thought about this connection till this moment, because, okay, the story I told myself and people was no. So I was in engineering school. 
I was in Rutgers School of Engineering. Uh, did not love it because I, I've always loved computers and I entered the computer engineering program and I didn't understand till I started that it, computer engineering has very little to do with computers. Mm-hmm. At least at that time in the late in the late 90s, mid to late 90s. It was all about, you know, I had to take many physics and calculuses and, and chemistry and, and VLSI. Anyway, and in my second year, I, I started working full-time for Merrill Lynch at the end of my second year. Nothing, nothing from college in terms of my coursework had anything to do with me getting a job in Merrill Lynch, which was a purely program, programming job. Mm-hmm. And until then, the only thing I had, I, I think I did a semester in Fortran. But in terms of the skill set to do the job or get the job in Merrill Lynch, college had nothing to do with it. But I learned... I started learning to program while working in the uh, while working in the computer lab, the overnight computer lab. I don't even know if these things exist yet. They probably don't. But back then, there were big rooms on every campus, and you go and use the computer in there. Not everyone had their own laptops in their dorm room, so you go to the computer lab, and there. And I used to do the overnight shift, and Salma's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharif taught me HTML and basic JavaScript and I started learning and how to program for the web when it was still not really a big thing mm-hmm. and but a, that was a person that wasn't college it, it was it was a person while was I was in college okay and so that's why it, I, I, I hesitate to say college had nothing to do with my success um, because yeah, after that, I got the interview in my sophomore year at Merrill Lynch, and I got the job. The The thing that gave me the skill sets that put me on some people's radar in Merrill Lynch... Was Sharif Al-Gamal, who you met in, Mar- in college. In college. So, And then there is the other stuff about college, which is the relationships you make. I learned a lot about myself. I, I messed up a lot in terms of personal relationships and things like that. Um, but did the knowledge I learned in college in terms of like electromagnetic fields or did that help me in my career? Probably not. Most, most, mostly not, you know? And and for many years I used to say, college had nothing to do with how. Yeah. And college is a waste of time. And I've heard you tell, I've heard you toot that horn. Yeah. I, cause college is a waste of time. And I used to, I even say, and said, and I need to think about it now, and now I'm getting older, that I don't care if my college, my kids go or don't go to college. Yeah. Wait, do I still have to go to college? No. <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah, so, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know what college is going to be for me. I don't know if it's going to open doors for me that... I can tell you something. I'm sorry to cut you off. It does make me sad to hear that for you, college is just a stepping stone to a job uh, because I, I think that college or universities have the potential to really expand your mind and one one of the things I've noticed is even in what you said nobody says I'm going to college to what to learn to learn to expand my horizons to really be again around the best and the brightest minds it's just a stepping stone it's a necessary obstacle that you have to climb yeah and and to me that's actually very very sad you know 
part of me romanticizes now going back and doing my undergrad and masters and masters and and redoing my entire undergrad and getting masters and phd when i don't i no longer believe it's to get a degree you know it's i'm sorry to get a job it's it's and so that that makes because i i don't i don't believe especially today and there's a lot of really really smart people are saying that the entire college system needs to be dismantled it's it's archaic it's it's no longer teaching people what they need to learn and um and 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 I, and I, I believe there's a, lot, there's a lot to that. I mean, if you look at what Peter Thiel, for example, how he describes uh, college and universities, or Peter Diamantis, these are all people who went to Ivy League schools and are ultra successful. They think colleges, you know, spending two, three hundred thousand dollars for these degrees is completely not worth it. Even Tim Ferriss, whose podcast you listen to today, he was thinking of going to Stanford Business School. Instead, he took that money and started a business. Mm-hmm. And, and, to your point, that's where you do your real learning. So if you were to tell me, yeah, I'm going to college, not as a stepping stone, but because... I want to learn? Yeah, I want to learn. And I think there's a huge learning deficit these days, you know. And But again, that's, that's something... When I was your age, I didn't even think about that. To me, I wanted to go to computer engineering so I can... I want to go to a school that has computer engineering so I can go work for Intel. That was the story I told myself, you know, or work for Boeing or Lockheed Martin or something like that. And, and to me, college was just a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what would you th- what would you say I should do from now from from college and for the next say four years that I'm in college? Because we were talking about people who dropped out, right? So if something shows up that I think could lead me to... Uh, if a job offer shows up in my second year or third year of college that will pay me a lot of money, what would be your what would be your uh, opinion? Should I stay and learn or should I take that and take the risk of getting, two year, say, two or three years of employment, maybe even four or five, but then dropping out and then just being left out in the cold. To me, the most important thing is you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. And to disassociate learning from money to a certain extent, you never stop learning. The You can argue that people like Bill Gates, college actually slowed down their learning. And, and even till today, he is a... To use one of your big words, you know, vociferous reader. He doesn't stop reading. Mm-hmm. He takes. And you hear about his Think Weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where he goes out. He has this little cabin on the lake, and he spends a week there drinking diet coke, and and reading books and just thinking. I think it would be a tragedy if you if college for you or is just about money and if or getting a job and. So even your question is premised, the premise is that, okay, maybe I'll, I'll start college and do some learning, but then if I get a good job, I drop out. I would hope that the degree that, that you pursue in college has nothing to do with your job. But then how would I, how, so that's, I agree with that, but how would you get a job if most, uh, not all, but most of the corporations who are hiring have a basic set of requirements, which are, a diploma or a, a degree in this and this and this and 
and uh, requirements and all that how would you how would you get around that how would you get around those requirements i know like if you have that knowledge now you've spent those four years in college but now how how are you going to get a job okay all you have to back track into terms of what kind of job you want Mm -hmm. if you want to be a doctor then there's an established path to be a doctor you can't you can't like, you can't you know take get a degree in 18th century french literature and become and, a doctor i mean you, you technically can but it's it's not going to be the easiest yeah path. and so it depends again depends on what your goal is and if your goal is to eventually become a freelancer it sounds to me and your goal is to be a freelancer in something where you're earning a, a living that can buy you your Model Y with autonomous driving and your nice apartment that's not too nice but not too shabby, you know, it's that that life and you can go to Spain tomorrow. So you need some sort of, there's two paths to that. There's the path of being a freelancer and having some job that gives you some cash and then but you, you don't always have to work or having a business that's generating money for you that the, that was the whole p- premise of the four-hour work week having some business that's generating money uh, or i guess the third option is i bankroll your life <laughs> you're already doing that so i, I like that option. The, the rest of your life and and so that it sounds like you don't want to be a doctor you don't want to be a and, uh, a lawyer, a lawyer, even or, though a lawyer does like, like of all the careers I've been, like, I've looked at, a lawyer would definitely be like my first option, like my first choice. Like if I want, if I had no other, if I, if freelancing and all that was off the table, and you can't work for yourself, I'd become a lawyer. Okay, so that this is interesting because becoming a lawyer and that path again depends on what kind of lawyer is antithetical to the, what you said before. Because if you follow the lawyer, you, you, let's just say you want to be a really good lawyer, right? I'm assuming you don't just, you know. You want to be a mediocre lawyer. You want to be a good lawyer. That means there's certain schools that are going to get you there. N- name me some. Yale. Yale. You want to go to Yale, Yale Law School. That means just to get into Yale, it's, it's, you know, it's incredibly difficult. But you want to get into Yale. And then law review. And then take the bar and you take the bar and then you're going to get into a top tier law firm and now you're going to be a, I don't even know what the uh, associate or something like that when you join and you people are going to you're going to be working 80 hour weeks and all that kind of stuff and then eventually you're going to do everything to become what? A slave. A, no, you're a slave until you become a partner mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, you know your, your uncle Rajab who's a very successful lawyer he said to me, it's, it's described as a pie-eating contest where the winner gets more pie. <laughs> and that's, these are all very valid like and career choices. You know, these are all very valid. And so if you go down that path, you definitely can't go to Spain on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's why I said if freelancing was off the table, that's what I would do. Like if there was no option ever in life that I can be more for myself that... The one thing I would be would be a lawyer, but it's not. There is still very much an option of working for yourself, having your own business. Yeah. All right. I, 
So how, how do we conclude all this? By saying in five years, we'll, no, well not five years, in ten years we'll check back and see what's happened. What have I done with my life? See, I, I think that's exactly right, but I, I don't think you should do it every five years. No, so ten, ten. Every year. Oh. At this time, December, you know, Jan- the 2021 is about to start. 26th of December, 2021, every, we'll do this. Yes, the day after Christmas, every single year, you should sit down and say, wait, hold on, where am I? You know, I'm, where am I on this path? Because I cannot tell you how easy it is to lose sight. Mm-hmm. Because I started off my career, and that was all about the wife and the family and having fun and traveling and... And then all of a sudden, I went to London and it became all about my career. A hundred percent about my career. I don't even know how it happened. I guess it's a function of the environment and yeah, environment. I mean, uh, you're the new kid on the block, and yeah. you have to make it. You have to make a good. I was impression. in London, and everyone's now wearing tight trousers and and all this stuff, and I just felt like a corny American, and and yeah, I became obsessed with being the best in that environment where I felt like a loser, and. I, it was unconsidered. I never stopped to consider it until 10 years later. Like, what am I doing? And so maybe that's the point of all this. The point is, every December 26th, you sit down with me or with yourself and you say, like, what, where am I in this journey? Am I still true to my value system? Mm-hmm. So that's a good way to conclude. That's a good way to conclude. Thank you, Bo.